Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. We'd like to welcome you on this Thursday. Uh, this is February 20th, uh, Thursday night, and hopefully you all are uh, have had a good week, a productive week. And as we uh, close out, as we get to the end of this week and get closer to the weekend, hopefully you have some good weekend plans, you know, in the... Uh, in line for yourself whether it's relaxation or hanging out or whatever it is hopefully you are having a good week and an even better weekend uh, planned ahead so today as we continue in uh, black history month and as we continue to celebrate black history and black culture on everyday black history today we're actually going to cover three people and these are three individuals who have uh, businesses and things that they have going on right now in the present time that are, you know, n- things that they, you know, are newly starting, that they're, that's already in the works, that's already out there, but fairly new to the public and, and growing. And they're, and they range from champagne to watches to cancer research. And the moves that these three individuals are making are big moves, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, any, any of us who listen to, to hip hop and, and rap music, you know, we always hear rappers talk about, you know, Rolex watches and, and, and all these expensive watches or, you know, big enough Cristal champagne and all these different champagne brands, you know, and, you know, these are individuals, black Americans who are, you know, creating their own brands. And so, you know, we want to promote these brands and bring light to these brands so that, you know, we can promote our own and big up our own. And, you know, the other sister we're going to um, talk about, she's involved in cancer research and using nanoparticles to cure and destroy cancer cells. But we'll get into, you know, uh, them individually. So today, um, right now, we're going to start first person we're going to highlight is a sister by the name of Marvina Robinson. And Marvina Robinson uh, was a person, is a woman who was a finance professional. And she embarked on a journey to create her own line of champagnes entitled Stuyvesant Champagne. And, you know, she's from, you know, my hometown of Brooklyn. And she named her uh, champagne line after where she's from in Bed-Stuy. Uh, Bedford-Stuyvesant for those who... <laughs> aren't familiar with the term Bed-Stuy and um, so yeah she took the leap of, of, of doing this even though she had a comfortable job in finance that you know a regular steady paycheck you know but uh, due to some downsizing in the company um, it was a perfect opportunity for her to fulfill her dream and start her own business start her own champagne bar in her uh, neighborhood now you know as we mentioned, whenever for every entrepreneur out there, any person who ever branched out on their own, they know the the uh, risk that it takes and the, the the confidence that you have to have confidence you have to have in yourself to decide that you want to leave a steady paycheck and branch out on your own. Um, it could be very um, it can make you very anxious to do that. And she herself felt that same way as she talks about in her story. Um, she talked about how, um, you know, nerve wracking it was for her because she never wanted to own her own company. It was never in the plans. You know, she went to college, Norfolk, Norfolk State University, 
but she uh, received her bachelor's of science in biology and uh, a master's um, from Columbia University and you know, as mentioned she never had any idea or any desire to own her own business but um, you know because of uh, a trip to France and you know the entrepreneur bug just hit her she said in about 2013 you know, she got the bug to want to do her own thing. And so she started to take, you know, small steps in getting her idea uh, out there. And um, by uh, 2019, she said she was still nervous to do that. But, um, you know, when it comes to things like, you know, when it, whenever it comes to starting a brand, you have to always figure out what makes you unique from everyone else. And so when it came to her starting her own champagne brand, that's what that's what she had to do. So, you know, um, as as we mentioned before, uh, uh, when traveling to France, you know, uh, it, I guess the idea hit her out there. And when she was out there, she talked about some of her struggles that it, it was for her to start her own line. You know, such as not being able to find uh, vineyards or um, or wineries that would want to you know, uh, work with her because they don't usually work with outsiders from the region. So she had a lot of, you know, struggles early on getting her brand, you know, out there and making her idea reality. But through perseverance and just, you know, uh, you know, learning, just learning as she went along, she was able to see it through. Um, But, you know, one thing that's respectable is that, you know, through her hard work, it paid off because, you know, people like Tamron Hall, who's has a TV show, uh, you know, she's a TV host now. She talked about her, um, her champagne and she's doing interviews with BET and BET wrote articles about her and her champagne. So her hard work, you know, paid off and, you know, she took a chance on herself and she was able to, to make this champagne a reality. And so she's working on coming out with a champagne bar, which should, uh, according to her, should be uh, should come out at the end of this year. And the name of the champagne bar, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, is Copet, Copet NYC. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But as of now, if you want to buy Stuyvesant champagnes, you can buy it online um, at the, from the company's website, Stuyvesant Champagne. Or if you're in Brooklyn, you can go to uh, neighborhood uh, liquor shops, one of which is a Happy Cork, which is another black-owned liquor shop. They have Stuyvesant Champagnes there. And if you wanted to go stop in at Happy Cork, you can go there and support uh, Stuyvesant Champagnes and Marvina Robinson's, um, you know, brand of champagnes and support her dream. You know, because as we talked about before, you know, I, I grew up and, you know, and uh, listening to rappers that was talking about Cristal Champagne and Don Perignon and all that, all these ridiculously expensive bottles of champagne. And Cristal don't even want rappers, you know, uh, um, you know, putting their champagne in their videos. So it's like now's a good opportunity where we can, you know, represent for one of our own who's doing her own thing and put her her dream out there, put herself out there to make her dream a reality. Um, so Stuyvesant Champagne, you know, look look for the website where you can order it online, or if you're in the Brooklyn area, you can go to Happy Cork, and not only will you be supporting Marvina and her line of champagnes, but you'll also be supporting another black-owned business because Happy Cork is a black-owned uh, liquor shop. So 
you know, we definitely look forward to seeing uh, what's in store for Marvina and um, her uh, champagne bar uh, when it comes to fruition, when it's, uh, when it opens up, you know, we'll definitely be talking about that on Everyday Black History and highlighting that and promoting the business because, you know, we like to promote Black-owned business because if we, you know, put our Black money into our own, our own businesses, you know, $1.2 trillion a year, I always say it, you know, Black Americans, we have $1.2 trillion in spending power. So if we turn that on to our own businesses, we can do well to help each other succeed. So Marvina Washington, we will definitely be keeping an eye on what you're doing with Stuyvesant Champagnes and your growth and making your uh, champagne bar reality. So we salute you. And the next person we're going to highlight is a brother by the name of Randy D. Williams. And Randy D. Williams owns a watch company called Tally and Twine. Tally, that's T-A-L-L-E-Y and Twine, T-W-I-N-E. Tallyandtwine.com. If you go on their website, you can learn more about Randy and his story, and you can see the different designs of watches that he has. Um, and it's interesting because he 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 mentioned that he came up with the idea for you know doing timepieces because he saw how many of the other watch companies just emulated one another. You know, you had the big name watch companies, and then the smaller ones they emulated what the big name ones were doing. There was no um, you know, uh, no variety. They all kind of look the same. And they all, you know, cost a ridiculous amount of money. And the watches that he's created, they aren't ridiculously expensive, but they are nice and of great quality. And the interesting thing is that the name Tally and Twine is in an intersection in, um, in Virginia, where he grew up. And it was an intersection that was very crime-riddled, you know, back in the days. And the neighborhood has been revitalized, And so he uh, mentioned how uh, the families that lived in those neighborhoods during the crime-riddled years can now have an opportunity to own in that area. You know, now that area has a brighter future. And so by taking on the name of that intersection where he grew up and using it for his uh, watch company is kind of participating in that. And, you know, here's a brother who, you know, got laid off from his job and, again, took the leap you know, in himself and, and, and just took a, a, a gamble on himself and used what money he had and also with some some uh, crowdsourcing, some crowdfunding and was able to get money to get his, his watch, you know, his watch business off the ground and did the designs himself and everything. And if you go on his website, you can see the main designs that they have. Um, the metal collection, if you want like nice gold watches, you know, gold timepieces, leather collection if you want the leather bands we you know with a nice with a nice face on it then they even have a cool canvas collection and they have a watch that with the uh, red the black and the uh, green they call it the juneteenth watch in celebration of when the slaves were freed you know the date of when the slaves were freed um from uh, slavery in june 19th and uh, that's a dope watch is one of their uh their uh, best sellers but um, he even has a woman collection uh, as well. But he has, a, you know, go on the website and check out what he has. And like I said, the, the watches aren't, you know, overpriced. They have good price watches where you can, you know, get something of great quality for a good price. And it's also a good gift for Father's Day, for birthdays, for the holidays. 
you know, as I mentioned before, you know, again, with hip-hop, we all heard many rappers, you know, Rolex watches and Audemars watches and all that, all these ridiculously expensive watches that, you know, none of us regular folk can afford. But, you know, here it is, a black-owned, you know, watch company where we can actually afford it and support a black-owned business. So, um, you know, you can check out his story. His, he has a very interesting story. Um, him, his family and everything and how it was when he got started with, you know, this business and how, uh, you know, hard it was for them at first. But then him being laid off, he said, was the best thing that ever happened to him because it allowed him to fulfill his dream and, you know, starting his own company. Now he does speaking engagements and, you know, he's doing very well for himself. And, you know, we just want to support, you know, what he's doing here in Everyday Black History by digging up him and his company. So that's tallyandtwine.com, T-A-L-L-E-Y, and twine, T-W-I-N-E.com. You can check out their watches and the different accessories that they have. And like I said, you know, you can, you know, uh, be a nice gift for someone that, you know, you love, you know. So uh, Randy Williams, we salute you as well. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on what you're doing with Tally and Twine as well. And the final person we wanted to highlight is a sister by the name of Hadia Nicole Green. And Hadia Nicole Green is uh, the first person who could cure cancer using laser technology. Um, Her story is very interesting as well. Um, She uh, was the first in her family to go to college. Um, She became the first, you know, black woman to obtain a PhD in physics from the University of Alabama. Uh, she has accomplished a lot. She still has so much more to accomplish. Uh, she attended Alabama A&M at HBCU with a full scholarship, where she uh, pursued physics and earned a, a bachelor's in physics and optics in 2003. She uh, went on to further her education at the University of Alabama at Birmingham with another full scholarship, where she earned a master of science and physics in 2008 and her PhD in physics in 2012 making her a doctor making her a doctor Hadia Nicole Green and uh, Dr. Green as we mentioned um, has accomplished a lot and her attaining these you know degrees in higher education uh, she was the first in her family to do it you know after um, graduating she spent five years uh, you know she spent uh, years working at different uh, HBCUs uh, she spent five years at the Comprehensive uh, Cancer Center um, and a year at the Department of Pathology. Um, and the, the thing about her is that, you know, she had a difficult childhood. She was often at a young age and she was raised by her aunt and her uncle in St. Louis. But, um, and it was her, uh, it was her, it was cancer diagnosis. It was a cancer diagnosis for both her aunt and her uncle, which got her into uh cancer research her aunt was diagnosed with cancer and she refused to go through treatment and so she just she attended to her aunt until she died um and then her uncle was diagnosed with cancer uh three months after her aunt's death and he went through chemo and she saw the way the chemo and the radiation just you know pretty much destroyed his body and it was those experiences that made her realize that they that she would want to help find a better treatment for cancer and um you know after so that's what you know that's why she went to school and pursued those degrees 
And after she graduated from graduate school, she was an assistant professor at Tuskegee as well in the Department of Material Science and Engineering. And she was also an assistant professor at Morehouse, uh, the Morehouse School of Medicine in the uh, Physiology Department. So it was those experiences with her, with her aunt and uncle who, re- who raised her, which caused her to you know, focus her mind on this. And she received a uh, $1.1 million grant to further develop uh, technology that she pioneered, which uses uh, laser-activated laser nanoparticles to treat cancer. Uh, she used it as a way to, uh, uh, to uh, cure and destroy uh, target and destroy cancer cells and she um, or she's also the founder of the Orly Smith Cancer Research Foundation which she named after her aunt Orly and uh, and yeah so you know she she test she started by testing it out um, on mice and those tests have gone successfully um, you know mice with cancer you know cancer cells in them and those tests have gone successfully and so now she can further her research to, you know, seeing working, seeing how it works with humans. I mean, and just think of what her research could do for uh, for curing cancer or curing different type of cancers. So, um, you know, by her successfully uh, treating, uh, by her successfully using uh, laser laser nanoparticles to treat cancer, it made her the first person to successfully cure cancer. Um, using this method and so as we as we just said like just imagine as she continues her research what she'd be able to accomplish um and how many millions of lives that she'd be able to save so what she's doing is huge and that's why we saved her for last because you know she's literally working to save lives and her research man is groundbreaking you know and so you know we look forward to seeing what she'll continue to do and we'll definitely continue to follow her research as well. So Dr. Hadia Green, we thank you for your contribution. We thank you for your work and for all that you're doing for, for not just black history and black culture, but for everybody. Uh, Randy Williams, we salute you as well. And Marvina Robinson, we salute you as well. So that's Stuyvesant Champagne. You can check out and support um, Stuyvesant Champagne on their website. And if you're in the Brooklyn area, New York area, you can go to Happy Cork and buy Stuyvesant Champagne. If you go online, ItalianTwine.com, uh, you can support Randy Williams and his uh, his business uh, of watches and timepieces, nice watches, nice timepieces, quality made. And also, you know, just you know, giving a shout out to what Dr. Green is doing and her work in cancer research and and finding a cure to cancer. So that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. And um, as usual, we just like to thank everybody for the support that's always shown, um, shown to us. And we now have a blog that we're working on as well. Um, and our website is called TheTheEverydayBlackHistory.com. TheEverydayBlackHistory.com. You know, it's just like the, it's just the go to spot where you can listen to all of our podcast episodes easier and as well as blog posts and things like that. So but um, this, as we mentioned, is thank you all for the support and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.